if you watch me or follow my content, I'm sure you follow other thought leaders, other mindset coaches, other coaches in general. And a common phrase among the industry is made for more. We're looking to work with people who know they're made for more. But what does that mean? So today we're going to unpack made for more and we're going to talk about how you know if you're made for more. day and over the last few years I've taken my life from the American dream to my dream from default to divine design and now I help women realize just how awesome they are while providing tools for mindset and manifesting so they can get clear on their vision call their shot and live the life of their dreams just like I do that is my mission and this is the day clay podcast the first way you know you're made for more is if you are discontent and honestly even if you are content but you're not experiencing real joy and this is not the same kind of discontent that you would experience if for example you just were pessimistic or not so positive this is i'm doing all of the right things i'm going through the motions of living my life the way i set it up the way i designed it and i just don't feel fulfilled and it can sometimes be there like from day one and sometimes that feeling kind of creeps in where it like hey you know i thought i wanted the you know three two house I thought I wanted to be married and living in the suburbs I thought I wanted to uh, be raising kids and sending them to school and going to work and doing all of these things I thought I wanted all of that and this is not to say that you're discontent with every aspect of your life you're not trying to just like wake up and walk out one day but you are in a place of like I didn't think that life was only this I didn't think that this is all it was going to be and I am now kind of being forced to face in my own mind what is lacking that I feel like is the first sign the first nudge that you are being called to do something greater and you don't know or you don't have to know what it is but you do have to be willing to explore I hear often even from people that I know personally that sometimes they're like, man, I see other people knowing their purpose and I just wish I knew mine. And I'll share with you that purpose is not to be found. Purpose kind of clicks when you're ready. Some people find it early on. Some people spend their entire life thinking they don't know what it is, but there's a common thread throughout what they do in their lifetime. It's okay to not know. It's okay to not have it figured out. But if you are feeling called to be purpose-driven, purpose-led, give yourself the freedom to explore. There is this saying that goes something like, um, people don't do a lot because they don't have time to do things. Or people don't uh, get everything done because... They're, you know, bored with what they have to do. And I agree with that. It's not that you don't have enough time. It's that you're not doing enough of what lights you up. So in this season of reaching awareness, 
I challenge you and encourage you to spend some time once or twice a month, like block out three hours on a Saturday, go volunteer with a group, go take a paint class, go drop in on a writer's workshop, go, uh, you know, take a, like a one-time fitness pass to like Orange Theory or whatever, and figure out what your thing is. Sometimes it's not that you need an entire life overall overhaul. Sometimes it's just that you need a little bit of fine tuning to kind of revitalize how you're feeling about other aspects of your life. So step one, becoming aware of the fact that you're not entirely content. And then step two is giving yourself permission to figure out what your purpose is. Having said that, When I talk about being content, I am not talking about faking happy. I am not talking about if there are things that are seriously wrong with certain aspects of your life. If you have uh, a spouse that's not safe to be around. If you have a job where you have a boss that's awful to human beings. Like you, people don't quit jobs, they quit bosses. So if you're in a season of your life where it's time to really evaluate something like that, that might be a different conversation for you. And I encourage you to explore that if that's the case. What I'm talking about is you have decent people in your life, you have a decent set of circumstances, and you still don't feel fulfilled. You still don't feel happy. So let's take a quick break and then jump into some of the other things around knowing that you're made for more. I am so excited to live the dream. No, seriously. I wake up every day, spend time with my family, get centered, and then connect with hearts on fire made for more individuals just like you. From podcasts and freebies all the way up to coaching packages, I have a solution to your manifesting desires. Visit me at dayclaycoaching.com and let's connect to create the life of your dreams. So in part one, we talked about when we're feeling the nudge. But now I want to talk about being made for more in terms of, yes, I know for sure, and let's jump in and do something about it. Here are five ways you might know or you might be aware of the fact that you're made for more. One is feeling a sense of purpose. And again, we talked about that in the first section about if you don't know what your purpose is, that's okay. There's plenty of time to just explore and discover But if you do have a sense of purpose, people who are made for more often have a strong sense of purpose and direction. They feel driven to accomplish something significant, whether it's in their personal or professional life. It might not make sense to the people around you, and that's okay. We are doing life with other people. We are not living the same life as other people. I'm going to say that again. We are doing life with other people. We are not living the same life. It's okay. I remember with this one in particular, feeling called to do something greater when I was in my early teens or my late teens, early 20s. And watching the people around me, we were getting towards the end of college and people were finding their jobs and all this other stuff. And 
I was going through the motions, but I'm like, this cannot be all there is. Like, this cannot be the be-all, end-all. And then by the nature of being a teacher and being in the classroom, other teachers are drawn to the profession for many reasons. They're nurturing by nature and they are uh, in love with the fact that they'll have breaks off with their own children one day. And so it's kind of like this weird, it almost felt Stepfordy to me, uh, that it's like this vortex of, let me find my job because I already have my boyfriend who I'm going to inevitably get married to. And then you know, I'm going to work for a year or two and then we're going to have our first baby and I'll get pregnant in September so that I'm giving birth at the end of the school year. And again, this is no shade to anybody who set their life up like this. If this makes sense to you, if this makes you happy, I love it. My thought was, is this all it's going to be? My thought was, like, am I not going to ever explore? Am I not going to ever discover? If I'm, am I not going to ever stand on a stage? Like if I do this, am I shrinking my life into this little corner, into this little box? Again, if what I said about setting up your life around having your children and being home with your children on breaks and all of that, set your heart on fire, do it, pursue it with abandon. Uh, that's just not how I was feeling. And when you feel like everybody else around you is going at something steadfast and with passion and you're like going through the motions but you already are experiencing resistance pause to reconsider pause to evaluate what's happening the second thing that might really uh make you aware of the fact that you're made for more is a desire for growth you are the type of person who has a deep desire for pursuing more personally or professionally. You are constantly seeking out new challenges, new learning opportunities, new ways to improve yourself. If you're someone who gets excited about podcasts instead of listening to music in the car, you probably have a desire for growth. If you're the kind of person who will sit and watch a free or paid training instead of watching you know, a movie for the 10th time, you have a desire for growth. If you seek out conferences instead of concerts, you have a desire for growth. And it's not to say there's anything wrong with watching TV, listening to music, or going to concerts. We love those things too. But what is it that you seek out? Like in your free time, what do you seek out? I know quite a few people uh, in my industry who have a very curated set of social media where, yeah, we're putting out content, or we might have a second channel where we can just you know, mindlessly scroll. But on our primary pages, the people we follow are people who inspire us. The people we follow are people we're learning from. It might even be niche related where it's it's very finite and specific to exactly what I want to come across. I can tell you personally that when I'm uh, scrolling TikTok, I am always on the following page. I used to spend a lot of time on the For You page and I'm like, I come into contact with a lot of things that I don't want to see. That are either distracting to me, that they just feel like a waste of my time. And when I go to my following page, I want to make sure that I'm seeing content that resonates with me. People who are up-leveling their lives, people who are running businesses, people who are uh, setting goals for themselves, taking on challenges and working through the process. That's, That's what lifts me up. So I encourage you in this section, in this part about desire for growth that if that is you and you're like oh but I'm not in a position to like take on something major make small tweaks 
you don't have to start with, you know, going to a conference tomorrow. You can start with, hey, is my feed curated for me to see things that will help me grow versus things that are just reminding me of what everyone else is doing? The third thing that indicates that you're made for more is resilience. You tend to be more resilient and persistent in the face of setbacks and challenges. You're able to bounce back from failures and keep moving forward. I'm going to do a whole series on Facebook in June about failing forward. And I am encouraging you, if you're not part of the Facebook group yet, get there. It's linked on dayclaycoaching.com. But there is something to be said about how people fail. Failure is inevitable. And the thing that people who consider themselves failures fail to understand is that successful people fail all the time, probably more often than people who consider themselves failures. The difference is what you do with that information. So somebody who is, in air quotes, a failure and feels shame around that failure tries to bury it. Like, oh, that didn't happen. Let's pretend it didn't happen. Whereas somebody who is successful realized that failure is inevitable is like, ah, well, how do we package that, right? Either how do I teach people not to make my mistake or how do I not repeat this process? And in my head, I've, I've shared this with other people before that I see successful people. You know how... There are people who have those like gift wrapping rooms in their house. Like it might be like a craft room or like a really nice laundry room. And there's like the gift wrapping room. I feel like they walk in there with their failure and they're like, how do we dress this up? How do we present this in a way that doesn't seem like a pile of crap? And when you can take that failure and box it up and wrap it in something beautiful and tie a big bow around it, that failure becomes a gift. That gift is the lesson you learned from it, right? And then if you take it a step further, think about a time where there's a lot of gifts. They're not just like thrown all over the room. They're like stacked in one area, right? And if it's a gift table for like a party or even under like a Christmas tree or something like that, it becomes a tall pile. So what if we take those failures and we wrap them figure out the lessons, and then climb those lessons, we will reach success at the top of the pile. And I encourage you that if you are somebody who thinks of failure as like the worst thing ever, to start rebranding it in your mind. Failure is an opportunity. Everything is a blessing or a lesson. And the lessons are also blessings. Part four, vision. People who are made for more have clear vision about what they want to achieve. I want to be clear here. This does not mean you know how to get there. You just know what you desire. You have long-term perspective and are able to see beyond immediate challenges and obstacles. You know that the outcome for your life is something great. You know that the outcome is in alignment with somebody who has struggled and overcome. When you think about the struggles you're experiencing, you see the end of the tunnel. You see uh, the end result, the, the summit. You see other people who have had a similar struggle as you or have had a different struggle, but the, maybe the same severity or the same kind of process where they were down. They 
had every right and every reason to give up, but they didn't. They persevered. And you see that and you're like, ah, yeah, I get it. Because you're not under stress. You're under divine pressure. And it's giving you the opportunity to take the leap. And I always think about like when you feel like you're pushed into a corner, right? Well, what does an arrow need to soar? An arrow needs tension, needs to be pressurized, needs to be pulled back as far as it will go and given direction. And when that arrow is pulled all the way back and given direction, it soars through the air and hits the target. So trust those setbacks, trust those speed bumps. The last thing that I'm going to talk about today is passion. People who are made for more are often driven by a deep sense of passion for what they do. They love what they're working on and they're willing to put in the time and effort. I know for me, there are times where my wife is like, hey, do you want to hang out with the family today? Do you want to go do this or that? And I make an effort to prioritize them because I can become entirely consumed with building what we're building here at Day Clay Coaching. I can become entirely consumed with branding and socials and marketing and strategy and what's the three-year goal? What's the five-year goal? And like, it's something that lights me up. I can do it all day, every day. And when you've heard the term, like if you find the thing that you love to do, you never work a day in your life. When you find that thing you love to do, it does not feel like sacrifice. It does not feel, it may feel like that for people around you, but to you, it does not feel like sacrifice. So if you have these things in your life, purpose, desire for growth, resilience, vision, passion, being content, but not entirely fulfilled, you're made for more. You're made for more. And if you're ready to explore that, and you needed the universe or God to give you the sign, consider this to be your sign. Whether you choose to pursue it in coaching with me or coaching with anybody else, or you're going to go to the bookstore this weekend and pick up something in your niche, or you're going to fine tune your scrolling, however you're going to pursue this. Make a decision today that you're going to play full out and that you're going to become more and more of the person you're supposed to be. That you know you're made for more, even if it doesn't make sense to anybody else, even if it doesn't align with anybody else, even if you experience resistance from other people, that you know that you cannot quit, that you know That in order for you to get to the end of your life and be entirely satisfied, that you have to commit to this more, whatever it is, for your life. That you are worthy of doing it. I posted a TikTok this week that said, I'm not afraid to get the right thing wrong. I will figure it out eventually but I am afraid of getting the wrong thing right too many times because that feels like complacency. How many of you have felt that? 
Like I have mastered the art of going to a job I can't stand. I have mastered the art of just getting through the chore so I can move on to the other thing. I have mastered the art of avoiding conflict. I've mastered the art of of all of these things. But I have no idea how to write a book. I have no idea how to get published. I have no idea how to start a business. I have no idea how to lose this weight. I have no idea how to build a house from scratch. I have no idea how to uh, pick up my life and work remotely. I have no idea how to speak my truth and say, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. I have no idea how to do that. So I will sit here paralyzed and just go through the motions of being in this place. You're here to grow and evolve and change. That is the point of the human experience. Yeah, there are certain things that our society has created, has manifested, that are just kind of the facts of life. But there should be joy in day-to-day living for you. There should be things that you're excited to pursue even if they're not part of your work day, there should be things that you're excited to come home and partake in. There should be things that you're excited to, oh, I can't wait till next weekend when we do X, Y, Z. Yeah, we do it every three or four weeks because it lights me up because it feels good. And I know that some of the apprehension in this conversation is going to be financial. That not everybody's in the place to do it. Not everybody's in the place to, I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to go take this class. I'm going to go back to therapy, whatever. I do want to encourage you, though, that not having the means to go about this in the direction that you think is correct is not the same as not having opportunities in front of you that may look different than what you think the how should look like. I want you to get married to your what whatever it is that you're made for more to do, I want you to get married to that idea. But it's a, like, love is blind, arranged marriage. You don't get to see it unfold until it's happening. You don't get to know how. You don't get to pick, this is step one, this is step two. Sometimes you just have to start. Sometimes you just need to put a picture of whatever it is that you desire on your phone background, just so your mind can focus on it a couple of times a day. Oh yeah, that's still in the back of my mind. Oh yeah, I really want to focus on that. How do I get that to be part of my reality? And then go from there. If you have any questions or you want to talk about what this looks like in your life, DM me on Instagram at day underscore clay underscore coaching. And let's get into a conversation. What is it that you desire and where are you in the process? And if you have any comments or things that you agree with or even things that you don't agree with, let me know. Let's be part of a community together. I also encourage you to be part of the Facebook group. I would love to see you there as well. I love you. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you. And you got this. And until next week, live the dream.
I hope you like this episode. To connect with me and other listeners, check out the Strategically Spiritual Facebook page. And if you're looking for anything else mentioned on today's show or other ways to connect, check out the show notes. And always remember, I love you and believe in you.